This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 2nd, episode 2532, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. Congratulations. You made it to Freestyle Friday. That means Jamie and Glenn are here to lead you into the weekend with some fun horse talk and some really bad ads on Horses in the Morning. I said I'm from Norman, Oklahoma, but really I'm from what's called Ragweed Central. <laughs> Daily, I, you know, people in California, we talked about this, are getting uh, smoke, you know, in, in the air quality index, uh, smoke alert, alerts to their phone, and the air quality is this. And I am getting ragweed alerts for, for like, to from my phone, nose. like push notifications, <laughs> but I don't need them. Because I already know. I didn't know what, what this what this phenomenon was here in Oklahoma, but apparently it's called ragweed and it's gonna be with us until the first freeze. So that's fun. Should be well, the good news is that should be coming soon. So there's that. I feel like it was almost this morning. Almost. Oh, yeah. But it's coming. It's coming soon. Yeah, I'm on daily Allegra too, so I I get it. <laughs> Without yeah, I, it, I wouldn't be doing this show. Be, no. Coffee is all I can handle in the morning because if I took the medication, I would talk very, very fast. It would sound like I was in fast forward because, oh my God, I get so excited with all that medication for my allergies. Good morning. (laughs) Well, today on the show, we have zookeeper Kyle Banton-Jones. He's going to come on and explain the concept of wild enrichment and how we can use it to help our horses lead a more enriching life. Plus, Jamie's going to answer a question about join-up, and we give away $500 in prizes today, and we're going to do some really bad ads, too. And by the way, it will, there was only one recorded one, so we have to work today. We have to do Oh, come on, right. people. Where have you been? <laughs> I think we used them all last week. Hey, a couple things before we get started. Did you see the New Hope Stables thing out of North Carolina? What's going Yo, on there? What's going on with well, that? I've been following it the last couple of days on their posts, and of course, there's a lot of stories around it, and there's a lot of conf- there's a lot of mystery. So they have a stable of like 15 horses. They're they're kind of a Western show stable, from what I've been able to tell. Uh, and the horses just started getting sick a couple of days ago, and within two days, they started losing horses. I mean, really sick. Oh my God. High temperatures, diarrhea, the whole thing. Uh, they were bringing them to the hospital. The vet's been there like every day. Uh, they've lost now, I can't keep track. It's five or six horses. And this isn't a matter of days. Um, and all of the horses, all 15 are sick. So they're not sure whether the others are going to make it. They don't know what it is. A couple of the horses' bodies have been shipped out. Is it necropsy? Is that what? Necropsies, yeah. yeah. So they've been shipped out for necropsies. Of course, every state agency in North Carolina is interested, right? Because Lord knows what it is. Uh, there's been a couple of reports I saw in the media that it was grass sickness, but there's no proof. Of th- th- they are not saying that. The people at the stables aren't saying that. Um, so, so I don't know. all of them are sick? Yeah, all of them. Oh, I only heard about the one or two, but no, man. No, it's all of them now. 
So they're, uh, they did a post last night that it, 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 and I just feel so, there is a fundraiser going on oh. for these guys because the bills are going to be, you know, obviously you lose your horses, but you also have to deal with the vet bills because every one of them's ending up at the hospital. Um, and they just haven't been able to save them. And it's, it's the one yesterday that they wrote about seem to be doing better on medications i guess i don't know antibiotics or heavy doses or whatever they're giving them and then took a turn for the worse and i think they had to put it down within hours mm. uh so i don't know what's going on there but uh obviously the state agencies are really concerned because you know lord i don't know well uh, we'll keep you guys up to date yeah. for sure when we find out information and the other thing that happened yesterday was uh, Colonel John Russell died. Do you know who he is? Have you I don't. Okay, so Colonel Russell uh, was 100 years old, by the way, uh, and he's the America's oldest living Olympic medalist. And I've heard of C Colonel Russell before because he was born in Dauphin, Pennsylvania. Uh, he was born in 19 uh, or in 1943. He joined the army and went to serve in Africa and Germany and Italy, and actually uh, earned a Purple Heart. And he also also went to the rank of lieutenant colonel and was in general George Patton's staff. So he had quite a military career. And then he he actually uh, began coaching and riding in northern Italy in 1946. And in 1948, he went to Fort Riley, Kansas as a riding instructor. And in those days, a lot of people won't know this, but in those days, if you went to the Olympics, you were a military guy. Mm -hmm. You know, you had to be basically coming out of the military. So his first Olympics he went to uh, in 1948, he was chosen because he was a military guy. He was on base. He was teaching riding. And he came in 21st out of 44 in the individual jumping. Well, over the next several of years, he went on and won international championships. And then in the 1952 Summer Olympics, he was part of a team uh, that uh, with a horse named Democrat. And also William Steinkraus and Arthur McCashin were part of that team. And they went on to win bronze medal in team jumping. So uh, he went to several Olympics. Uh, he, he also then, after that, this is what he's best known for, actually, in 56, he went on to coach the United States. States modern pentathlon uh, team. And he did that over the next several decades uh, for uh, 22 world championships and wow. just all kinds of stuff. He was an incredible guy. He also had his own stables and he taught. Uh, he won the uh, Pegasus Medal of Honor from the American Horse Show Association. That was pre Yes, there was a thing pre-United States Equestrian Federation. That's what it was. And then uh, he's also in the United States Show Jumping Hall of Fame. So he's quite a legend and Talk about these guys. There's aren't, there aren't many of them left um, from World War II anymore, especially with the kind of history he had. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, and there aren't too many left that have were part of the cavalry program that rode in the Olympics, and they were the only ones. Yeah. Uh, so it was in 1952, if you didn't know, it was in, in uh, 1952 was the first year that they took civilians into the Olympics in riding. Before Amazing. That, yeah, before that was all military. So uh, rest in peace to him and uh, all, all of his family. But I just thought I'd mention that because he was extraordinary. All right, Daily Winnie time.
Okay, I have a few daily winnies for you, or I have a few birthdays here for you today. Uh, happy birthday to auditors Linda Crop, Linda Alvey, Lorraine Peachy. Hi, Lorraine. Lorraine used to come visit us when we went to Ada all the time. Uh, Lorna Bannon, also host of the Equine Clicker 101 show, Shauna Koresh. It's her birthday as well. They just recorded more last night. So her and Jennifer was ha- were having a good time. So happy birthday to all of you. Man, it's that time of year where you sit down on your Facebook page and you start scrolling and you go, unfollow, unfollow, snooze, unfollow, unfollow, snooze. I just any I just don't need any more politics in my life other than what's surrounding me. So I, I am choosing to if bless your heart, sorry. If you have posted something political, like, I don't know, excited that anybody gets COVID (laughs) or excited that I, there's just a billion reasons that politically I'm going to snooze you for 30 days. And that's just the way that it's going to be. And it's a little, it's freeing. Glenn, I must admit, you taught me this. I taught you that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done it too. And and by the way, if you're also posting that in friends with both of us, I've, I've uh, snoozed you also. So, yeah. So I want to say that my daily, when he goes out to the people that are not posting on social media, things related to politics, Uh, I want to see, I just started following a Facebook page. I'm obsessed with it. And it's flooding my newsfeed because I think I've unfollowed everybody else on the planet um, called Bassets Are Awesome. And it is like the most fun Facebook page to follow. And it's all people posting pictures of their Basset Hounds. And so now for Christmas, I showed Chad a picture of a bunch of puppies. And I'm like, I want a puppy for Christmas. He's well, like, oh, good, because five dogs isn't enough. We need a sixth. I posted something very controversial this morning on my personal oh, page. No. Have you seen it? I'm going to your page now. Oh, it's very controversial. Um, I posted, there was the most complete chart I've ever seen of apples and where they <laughs> fall in the sweetness category. And I never knew this. I never knew which apples to buy. I knew which ones I kind of liked, but I wouldn't try new ones because I didn't know. I don't, I'm not a really a tart apple person. So this chart is amazing. Go to my personal page. I'll make it yeah. public right now so that a- anybody can go see this because this is important. But the comments, people have opinions about apples. <laughs> you know what is amazing that when Pink, my baby mama, for Stanley and Zara what came to me. They said, here's the thing. She's named after Pink Lady, the apple. And then the sire was, her sire was Applejack. And her sire after before that was Juice de Palm. And all of Pink's <laughs> babies are Fuji, Macintosh. All of these, they have all apple names. So we would hope that when you do deliver a baby from pink that you relate it to an apple. And I was like, Oh my God, what else is there? Granny Smith? Like that's the only thing left. That is not true. There's like a billion different <laughs> types is. of apples. And that is why Zara's name registered is Royal empire. And that is why Stanley's name is Roman empire because of the Royal gala and the empire. Ooh, and apple. They're both tart apples. Apparently. And the, yeah. <laughs> not, well, I, yeah. I'm going to go, but they already had a Fuji. Pink already has a Fuji baby. (laughs) By the the way, Scooter and I, our favorites are Fuji. So I guess we like sweet stuff. Yeah. Mine too. (laughs) But anyway, if you want to get in on that, oh, what a great name for a horse. There's an apple named Snapdragon. Uh, 
That'd be a good yeah, show name for a horse. I don't know. You know, <laughs> naming anything dragon sounds a little frightening. <laughs> All right, let's hear from Kentucky Performance Products, and let's go over and talk to a zookeeper. What do you think? We'll do that next. You muck out his stall every day. You toss him hay and feed him his grain with just the right supplements mixed in. You adjust his blankets to keep him comfortable. And you always make sure he has enough fresh water. Before you ride, you brush off all the dirt and notice every bump or scratch. As you train, you feel every stride and notice each swivel of his ears as he listens to your aids. After you ride, you pause for a hug because your relationship is what it's really all about. The feeling you get when you hug your horse is priceless. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Nalox Advanced. Fight back against colic and digestive upset. Nalox Advanced provides a scientifically advanced blend of ingredients that work synergistically to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Well, coming up is our guest for the day. He has been a zookeeper and has worked over six years with exotic animals and over 15 years with domestic animals and horses and dogs and uh, and other kinds of animals. And he works on a program called Wild Enrichment uh, because all of our lives need a little enriching right now, especially our horses and our animals. And he's come up with some very clever, innovative ways to do that and has studied it, obviously. So we're going to... And he's also a podcaster, which means we're going to have a guest with good sound, Jamie. Uh, so exciting. I know. <laughs> we haven't had a lot of those over the years. So let's get Kyle Van Jones on. Hopefully. Hello? Hey, Kyle. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you guys? Good. Thank you for joining us. Your sound's so good. It's so nice <laughs> to have a fellow podcaster on here. So, well, thanks so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. So you've worked with exotic animals for a number of years. How'd you how'd you get to do that? Uh, yeah, so I actually started uh, looking after animals and kind of getting the passion for uh, animal husbandry in general, actually uh, from living and kind of growing up on a horse farm. So I have a little bit of a horse background. And uh, because of that, when I was in university, there was a summer job at a zoo that was close. I started in a maintenance department and kind of worked my way up into the uh, animal care department and uh, that was, you know, about seven years ago. And ever since I've been working with uh, exotic animals in a zoo setting. So really lucky to be able to uh, kind of apply some of the stuff I learned with horses to uh, some different animals, uh, exotic animals that you don't really get to see every day. So, All right. So tell us about what kind of animals are you working with? What kind of exotics? Yeah. So right now I, I typically work with um, native Canadian uh, animals. I'm from Canada. So uh, everything from uh, polar bears and wolves and cougars to, uh, ungulates like bison, uh, and caribou and, uh, reindeer, stuff like that. So really, uh, most of my experience is around, uh, Canadian animals actually. So, so are you going to tell us that polar bears really aren't dangerous and you just go in there and curl up with them every day? <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> I really wish that was the case. Too, it's not like uh, the Coke or Pepsi but... commercial or whatever that is. It's not really like that. Uh, no, unfortunately know. not. Uh, they're they're big enough that even if they were uh, being friendly, then playing with you or something like that, they would probably not play nice. So, unfortunately. 
Are, yeah. Was there an animal? I know this is completely off topic, but why not? Was it? Right. Is there an animal that you had one expectation going in and they were completely different than you thought? Um, one of the animals that actually surprised me the most um, was actually uh, muskox. They're kind of a um, kind of like a northern Arctic bison sort of cow. Um, they're kind of hard to explain, but they're uh, they turned out to be very, very intelligent and a lot uh, faster and a lot more fun than um, animals that I, I kind of was comparing them to. So uh, there's definitely been a few that have kind of surprised me in uh, just the way they are day to day. Uh, you know, even polar bears and a lot of the other animals or a lot of other animals that you don't necessarily expect to be uh, kind of as uh, intelligent and interactive as they are. They all really have their own personalities and kind of their own uh, strengths and things that you can uh, really have fun with on a day to day basis. So huh. that's interesting. Is there do you have favorites? Uh, you know, do you have a favorite? Is there one that you really feel like you connect with? Uh, definitely. Um I mean, a lot of my passion is with uh, hoof stock in general, uh, but I have really uh, taken to a lot of uh, carnivores and uh, particularly bears in general. They're very, very intelligent and a lot of fun to uh, kind of really challenge because, uh, uh, you know, enrichment is really what I'm passionate about. So that's um, what so animals that I'm really able to uh, kind of experiment with a lot of different enrichment techniques is is really uh, the ones that I kind of connect with the most on a day to day basis. So explain I, enrichment. What? Oh, sorry, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'm looking at your Facebook page, and I mean, you're a zookeeper at the Toronto Zoo, and you are doing, I, I'm just watching some simple things to some kind of interesting technical things where you're like hand feeding a moose over the fence, you know, and then you've got uh, the meat hanging up in the trees for the cougars to jump up and grab. And is that all part of the en enrichment? Is that part of your job? Uh, yeah, it's definitely part of my job. A lot of uh, the enrichment stuff I do is for uh, is necessarily not really part of my kind of day job because I have uh, um, wild enrichment, which is really um, a way for me to connect with other zoos and other people that are uh, caring for animals and kind of uh, talk to them about enrichment and get enrichment uh, evolving into their kind of daily husbandry uh, with a lot of their animals. So um, but a lot of the stuff that you're, you're talking about right now is definitely enrichment, uh, interacting with an, an animal, uh, in any way as, um, a, as a trainer, uh, caregiver, uh, with the animal, uh, is definitely enriching for that animal and, uh, setting things up like, uh, as you were saying, uh, hanging meat is, is just a way to, uh, get a natural behavior out of an animal, which is definitely enriching for them. Um, when you say found enrichment... I'm yeah. going to go back a little. When you say Absolutely. enrichment, what do you mean? Is this things they can do to make their habitat uh, just more fun? You know, is that the kind of enrichment? You know, what what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, enrichment in general is just ways to make, uh, to stimulate an animal, you know, mentally and physically. So uh, when I'm talking about enrichment, uh, it's, there's a lot of different forms of enrichment. As I was saying, there's, there's kind of social enrichment, uh, especially when you're talking about horses, that's going to be a huge one. Um, that social enrichment uh, comes from that connection you have with that animal. And when you're training them, when you're uh, interacting them with them on a daily basis, that's enriching for them. They're really enjoying that. You know, it's the same with uh, a lot of domestic animals like dogs um, cats, different barn animals, stuff like that. But enrichments also, there's also environmental enrichment, uh, which can come from just the environment they're living in. Um, 
So it's just ways of making their entire environment, uh, everything they, they're interacting with in, the, in a day-to-day basis, making that more engaging and making it more uh, natural for them. And I find uh, just coming, just since I've had kind of experience in the domestic world and in the exotic world, uh, enrichment's really, really big in the exotic world. Uh, a lot of these, uh, because these all these animals are kind of seen as more wild quote unquote. Um, so really we're trying to bring out natural behaviors that they would be exhibiting in the wild. And we're trying to bring those into, uh, we're trying to get them to display them in a captive setting. And I really find that in domestic animals, it hasn't, it hasn't caught on as much just because I feel like when people think of domestic animals, they think of, uh, you know, this is where they, they, they naturally are, you know, in your, in your farm, uh, in your field, in your, in your barn, stuff like that. So it's not really as important, but I think it's, it's a, a very, very important and very, very useful thing to be thinking about, uh, and can have really, really positive benefits on a lot of the domestic animals like horses uh kyle i gotta tell you jamie's been practicing this she didn't even know it because she keeps putting up new locks on doors and gates and zeus keeps her mustang keeps finding ways to open them so that's enrichment right absolutely that's that's definitely enrichment yeah i would like it to not be enrichment i would like to actually get it to not escape so what are some things that we can do for our horses the ones that get bored standing in a 25 acre pasture right (laughs) what can we do so, so I, I mean, in that in that uh, circumstance right there, your horse likes playing with locks, right? Is it is it playing with the locks in its like lips? Is it it's moving the moving the locks around stuff like that? Yes. So so um, every lock ever. <laughs> if, the only so, th- with, the only reason he didn't open a padlock is she wouldn't give him the key. The <laughs> absolutely, <reason>. yeah. So <laughs> so maybe. Um, Instead of uh, discouraging that behavior, uh, trying to misdirect the behavior um, is maybe a better uh, technique for that. So uh, you can kind of, if you gave him a lock or gave him a pat, um, a uh, something like hinges or a, a lock or something like that, and you know, put it on a fence post or something like that that he could play with, because maybe he likes playing with the the lock more than he actually likes getting out. Maybe playing with the lock, uh, getting out is a byproduct of playing with the lock. Um, stuff like that might be, uh, uh beneficial, but I, I find, um, with horses and, and domestics in general, it's just a, it's kind of a shift in your, um, mindset with a lot of how, uh, kind of day to day husbandry is, uh, with a lot of these domestic animals. And, um, one of the easiest things that can be done with horses and domestic animals in general is uh, altering the way they're being fed because um, foraging is really one of the main natural behaviors that horses are going to be displaying. That's great that horse is in a 25-acre paddock. Um, that's that's hugely enriching for that horse. Um, but also uh, giving it more foraging opportunities. Like uh, there's there's things called uh, slow feeders and it's mm-hmm. essentially um, instead of putting food in a like grain in a bucket, uh, you put it into a device that allows the horse to be getting the food slowly as it as it kind of moves it around. There's a lot of it, it. There's a lot of a lot of the ones they make for horses are almost like a ball with a hole in it, and they kind of roll the ball around, and as the hole passes near the ground, it releases a little bit of the grain. Uh, so those are those are a great way of doing that. Buckets are the worst. Buckets in general, they're they're very boring. You know, uh, they're not an enriching way of feeding. A lot of domestic animals. 
um, even, even dogs and stuff like that, slow feeders are a way, way better way of, of feeding them. And they kind of prolong the feeding process. Um, so that's generally one of my biggest, um, recommendations to people is prolong the feeding process as long as you can. Uh, things like, uh, hay nets and there's different hay feeders that I'm sure you guys have seen in barns, um, that you can hang up. So instead of just getting a... We use slow feeders for or slow feeding hay nets for my pony because he's a fat pony, right? So, you know, <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's he fantastic. Pisses yeah. him off though. He gets so mad at that hay net, uh, and right. he can tell yeah. the different hay nets if it's a regular hay net with the bigger holes. He likes it much better, and when it's it, it, when it's the uh, small holes, he'll just throw that hay net around. I mean, it just pisses <laughs> him off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's and that's that's good. Like it, it's stuff that prolongs this feeding process. That's really. Um, Horses and a lot of other um, ungulates that are spending all their day feeding, they really, really crave um, that stimulation and that that behavior all day long. You know, and say you're feeding a horse an apple, instead of just giving it the apple, you could, you know, hang it from a rope or you could um, put it in a, you could freeze it in an ice block. You could uh, do all sorts of different things with it. You could chop it up into fine pieces and scatter it around the paddock. You Stuff can like lock that. it in a box and let Zeus Absolutely. try and get it out. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, if if your horse likes using those locks and, and stuff like that, like you could definitely you could definitely play all sorts of games. Like we in uh, in especially with uh, some of the primates that I work with, some of the puzzle boxes they give them are very very challenging and involve a lot of different locks and stuff like that. Building something like that for for Zeus would be uh, a fantastic way of um, kind of utilizing that behavior. And it would be very, very cognitively uh, stimulating for him. So um, that could be I a fun I love it. And I sure. like the the freezing an apple and then hanging it. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. That would and, be and, fun, uh, actually. I'd love to see what Scooter did with that. I think he'd have fun absolutely, with that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We live in and, Florida, and, so a frozen anything's good. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and there's easy things like, you know, uh, foraging for some different food items. Uh, food items is the one of the easiest way, like a nutritional enrichment. Uh, instead of, um, you know, sticking to mainly grain and hay, there's lots of little things you can implement into their diet some uh different brows some uh you know you could go forage for some dandelions some stinging nettles you could buy some herbs like parsley and stuff like that put that in there a lot of that stuff it's just a variety a lot of the time with with domestic animals you know um i think a lot of that stuff can be very very beneficial and very very easily implemented into the kind of daily routine of things if you want to see some of the really cool stuff he's done and this is some of this could be applied to horses and some are, are for exotic animals but if you go to wildenrichment.com and go to resources tab on the left side it's he has build guides so you have like a rolling hay feeder um you have uh you have the hemp rope scratching post which i think scooter would really like actually absolutely yeah uh, uh, and you know there's just all kinds of different ones but you have pictures and and build build diagrams and everything there so it's kind of cool to see uh, the different things that you've done for for the other types of animals as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that stuff can kind of be implemented and uh, kind of transferred over to a lot of uh, uh, horse applications in general. You know, a lot of those things just need a couple of tweaks and they would be totally great for for horses. So one I don't recommend uh, for horses is the reindeer sparring antlers that you mount <laughs> reindeer antlers on the side and let them go at it. That's probably not a good idea for your horse. Uh, probably not. Uh, they no. probably use it into a pretty aggressive scratching post. Pretty, yeah, uh, pretty quick. So uh, <laughs> that yeah. would not be good. <laughs> well, this yeah, is great. Absolutely. You have your own podcast too. tell us what that is. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, it's just the Wild Enrichment podcast, and uh, it's pretty much just uh, me talking about a lot of the things that I discuss in the articles, a lot of the things that I've been discussing here. Uh, my w- website is also full of a lot of uh, kind of broader concepts behind enrichment, so um, things like contra freeloading, uh, which are uh, a lot of the concepts that I've been talking here, uh, they I kind of go into detail with those. And a lot of those broader concepts you can kind of bring to um, a lot of the uh, enrichment opportunities that you could see in a in a barn setting or a lot of the domestic animal settings. So Cool. Yeah. Well, I did get a question from a listener listening live who wants to know, I asked you which animals you like the best. This listener wants to know which one you, you hate and just despise that you work (laughs) there's not really there's not really too many that i that i despise uh you know there's it's the same with working with horses you know there's some horses that you like more than others but you like horses you know so uh there's some there's some zeuses that get out all the time and that you uh (laughs) shake your fist at but you you like them all in general so there's not really good political answer there yeah (laughs) kyle thank you for joining us we appreciate it it's wildenrichment.com Thanks. Thank Kyle. you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, take care. Can't wait to listen to the podcast. I'm gonna check right. that out soon. Get some <laughs> Thank more tips. You. Absolutely. Right. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Kyle. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. I think we're only allowed to have podcasters on from now on because their sound is so good. I think <laughs> that's <laughs> that's well, we have a guest. Well, Coach Jen is joining us and my wife for a couple of minutes, and I wanted to ask you about something. We have been, because I actually do help feed occasionally. I know that shocks everybody, but I feed more. (laughs) I do feed quite a bit, actually. I don't. That's because you like feeding things. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I like feeding things, and I really like feeding my fat pony, Scooter. But I get in trouble for feeding my fat fat pony scooter because I tend to overfeed my fat pony scooter. So you actually put scooter on something new a while back that's from one of our sponsors. But I want to talk to you about why we did it. And I got to think that it's working because scooter's not a blimp like he usually is this time of year when I overfeed him. (laughs) Well, anybody who's listened to this show for a long time knows I get in trouble for this all the time. Yes, you do. We have to keep things simple. Um, too too much, too many ingredients, too many different kinds of scoops and things like that um, tend to trip you up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. S- yeah. She has a so, chart on the wall, and I follow it meticulously. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> you do. And it makes less writing for me. So what we did is uh, Daily Dose Equine is a small feed company out of Frederick, Maryland. And they make a variety of horse feeds and forage balancers that will meet the needs of pretty near every equid out there. So we put Scooter on their carb buster formula. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a carb buster. And it's considered a forage balancer because it's designed as to be fed for As opposed to a horses. forage replacement. It's... Well, well, as opposed to a fortified feed, gotcha. it doesn't have tons of calories in it, which is what you associate with horse feed. You know, give them a big scoop of feed because they need to keep weight on and muscles and energy. This is a carb balancer um, or a forage balancer because he gets all of his, for his forage, all of his hay. This is added so he gets his daily vitamins and minerals and proteins and fats, all the nutritional stuff. That's not going to be found in your typical low-calorie hay, which he needs to eat. Because if he eats high-calorie hay, he gets too fat. So 
Uh, so it's called Daily Dose Carbuster. And we give them, the thing about this stuff is, I, I, I know that it's, uh, there's no crap in it. It's non-GMO. It's, it's and, and one of the other nice things is you can order it at Chewy and they just deliver it to your door. Uh, that's true of all, all of their products. But so my one question was, it looks like, it doesn't look like grain. It does not look like grain because it does not contain grain. Mm. Ha ha ha. It does contain um, peas and sunflower seeds. I noticed those uh, in there. You can actually yeah, see Yeah, and he likes yeah. to pick those out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he eats them. Um, be- <laughs> yeah, they, they, they are one of the ingredients that provides the proteins and the fats that they need in a natural whole food source. Um, but a high percentage of what you see in the little scoop when you scoop it out is going to be Timothy hay that's been ground up very fine. So it's um, that's one of the ways they get around using things like wheat middlings, common ingredient in your typical mass manufactured feed. It provides bulk, but it's it, it's nutrition. A little questionable. Does a horses really need it? Is it even good for horses? Not too sure about that. Doesn't contain that stuff. So that's why it looks the way it does. It's kind of green, and and you know what it makes me reminds me of is it reminds me of dried ground kale. Yeah, it kind of does, actually. But he yeah. loves it. He eats it. No problem. Shoves it right in. <laughs> and I got to tell you, he's not as fat as he usually is this time of year for me overfeeding him. Which just So this is a win-win-win for everybody. It's a win for Scooter. It's a win for me because you bitch at me less. And all's good. <laughs> you can actually buy it. A better fact, you can go to DailyDoseEquine.com to check out all the different products. But you can buy it right at Chewy and get it delivered for free. Yeah, uh, I, I last bag I ordered, I ordered my bag of feed and tossed a a bottle of fly spray in there because we need that all year round here in Florida. Got free shipping. Woohoo! Thank you, Coach Jen. You're welcome. I'm going to go ride my horse now. All right, Jamie, we had a question. I wanted to ask you about this. I, I, it, you have to get out the certified Monty Roberts instructor now, so... Can okay. You bring her I'll out. Put that. Put that hat on. Yeah. Put that hat on. Uh, and and before I do that, you were actually on the Horsemanship Radio Show with Debbie the other day. You were the guest. Is that right? I was. It was such a thrill to be interviewed by Debbie and Monty, and to be able to talk about the certificate from the Queen, and uh, to hear. I mean, let's be honest. Monty is like really proud of me and it's really cool. I, I was so pleased. I got to talk about the work I've been doing with the thoroughbreds off the track and and uh, the numbers of the increases in adoptions because of the training that we've do, been doing. And, and the things he said to me were so incredibly, I mean, re- reaffirming, yes, but also just like, oh my God. <laughs> Monty Roberts said something cool to me. Like, you know, I get all squee even all after all this time because he's just, you know, he's a hero of mine. So it's really cool to be able to talk to him on that side. And, and as opposed to, you know, when you're working with somebody, you're working, but right. to be able to sit down and have a conversation with somebody is totally different. So it was really, it was really cool. I hope everybody goes and listen, listens to it. It's and out now. I tried to keep my silly girlness, my squeeness <laughs> to a minimum. You save that for this show. So it, it's Horsemanship Radio and it's the, the latest episode out, right? Yes, okay. it is. It came out, I believe, yesterday. You can so find it on really any cool. podcast player. <clears throat> Just search for Horsemanship I actually, Radio. Read what they wrote about me in the in the bio part. Did they? Lie? And I was like, I was like, my my in laws were over yesterday, and I read what they wrote about me, which I will um looking for right now, so I can 
see. Here we go. Um, goes on about the first uh, Stacy Hancock and then comes about about me. And Jamie Jennings joins Monty to share about receiving a certificate from the Queen Elizabeth II. Jamie excels at transitioning horses off the racetrack to their second careers and also has a deep love for gentling Mustangs. Jamie is a co-host of the Retired Horses in the Morning and Retired Racehorse Radio, blah, blah, blah. And do you know my, my, my mother-in-law's response is? She goes, did you write that? <laughs> like, no, I didn't write that. They wrote that. They wrote that about you? Yes. Our families do a good job of keeping our heads small. Yes. Smush your right back down. Did you write that? Like, did you? I'm like, y'all know what I do for a living? There's like 12 horses right outside the window. Like, they're not just, I don't just pet them and love them. They're here for work. You know, anyway, it was pretty funny. Uh, so, you know, we it was play really that cool. thing at the beginning of every show that says we're the number one horse podcast in the world. And we really are. And yet, our family, they don't get it. They no, just, no, no, yeah. no, no, never. <laughs> I mean, I could say whatever I want about them because I know they ain't listening. <laughs> I don't even know they know what I do, <laughs> even though I did it at their house for like, a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there She's was a just question. Talking that guy again. <laughs> posted on the auditor room. I'm not going to say who it was because I don't have. I didn't ask. So, but I wanted to ask you because I was curious about the answer to this question. Uh, it. He, uh, she went on to say, "This might be a stupid question, but is it possible that a horse will not join up?" I've attempted it with my horse now a few times, and he never licks and chews and drops his head. I've tried it in a round pen and in the arena. He will keep his ear on me, and he will move off eye contact or slow to a stop when I put my eyes to his. Uh, but that's it. He will not come up to me when when I turn and blah, blah, blah. So he won't do the, the pic- thing we always picture as join-up, right? So is it possible that a horse will never do it is she doing it wrong let me let, let me take this uh, and I'll, I'll jump in at the part that really stuck out to me okay. was he will move off with eye contact and will slow or stop when i put my eyes to his but will not come in eyes on eyes is a way that a predator shows that they're about to attack they look at their prey so it's if the first you thing are we're taught looking, in salesman school, <laughs> yeah, if you are looking at directly at their eyes, you are eyes on eyes. You are telling them to go away. So you have to go back, go to MontyRobertsUniversity.com, or I just posted actually a video on my Flyover Farms Facebook page of doing a full join up with a mare that came in yesterday, and. You know, I, I, I got to say, not every horse does a perfect join up. I find that the ones that are abused or remedial or have trust issues, you might not get that walk right up to you and put their head on the shoulder because they're a little more guarded, but you will still achieve if you do it correctly, the four signs. So like, I find that Mustangs really have trouble licking and chewing and they really only lick and chew once you kind of invite them and you turn your shoulders. I find that thoroughbreds have a really hard time lowering their head and dropping their nose to the ground. Um, But of those two, those are the only two things I've really noticed. Um, When you're doing a join up, if you do it correctly, you orient them to the four sides of the round pan. I think of the round pan as a clock. And when you go in, I don't, I was taught that. Uh, When you go in, you enter the gate and the gate is six o'clock. And you face 12 
and you give them a rub and then you face three and then you go in front of them, you give them a rub and they face six and you face nine and then you go off to two o'clock and you release them at two. The reason you release them at two is because they will naturally want to go towards the gate. So you're sending them away and they're naturally going to go away from you because they want to go back to the gate. And then you have to send them off the flight distance for a horse, like say, you got a herd of Mustangs and something scares them all and they all take off. They will only go about a quarter to three eighths of a mile in their flight distance. So using a 50 foot round pen, that's about five turns one way and then five turns the other, and then about five turns the, the back in the original direction. But you have to make that count to really get them to understand that you are saying, go away. And you don't let them trot away or walk away. You make them get them up into a canter a few times if you can to really make them understand, go away. Your eyes are on their eyes. Your shoulders are square with theirs. And you are walking in a circle, pushing them forward. And then they go about five turns. It's not about exhausting them. You go five turns or six turns, revolutions the first way. And then you cut across the pen and you turn them and they go the other way, five or six times. And then when you turn them back to the original direction, that is when you start looking for the signs. What are the signs of a horse communicating that they're ready to come in? Their ear will be on you. That's typically the first, but there's really no particular order. Licking and chewing, dropping the head and making a smaller circle, coming off the rail. And the coming off the rail might be just, they've come off the rail a foot, you know, because it just depends on kind of how the horse is with their boundaries. And when they get back to that original direction, I'll let them walk. As long as they keep walking and I'm still sending them forward, you can watch the video that I posted and the horse is walking. I find that a lot of them won't drop their head until they're down in a walk. And when they drop their head, sometimes because that's the reduction of adrenaline, they start licking and chewing. So you can get all, you should get all four signs before you invite them. Again, some horses won't really lick and chew until you invite them. But when they get back up to 12 o'clock, because they naturally want to come back towards six, which is where the gate is, that's when you step in front of them and walk away. And yes, some of them will just stay on the fence, but I don't let them turn their butt to me. If their butt is to me, I will walk behind them cluck a couple times, get them to move forward and then walk away. So you're constantly trying to get them to come towards you. If they are just parallel to the fence, that's fine. Breathe. The biggest, most important thing when you are asking the horse to, you've, you've stepped in front of them and you've walked away and you've done everything correctly and they don't come, wait, just stand there and, and make sure you're not close to them. Like you, I, I will almost walk almost to the other side of the round pen on those really, the nervous ones or the remedial horses. And when I walk away, I will visibly, I drop my arms, I relax my body, everything has to be relaxed and I do this. <sighs> and so many times when you do that breath, you'll then get a step or two towards you, if not all the way. Now, if they step towards you, but you want more, what you can do, the way that a mare communicates with a baby to get it to come forward is like, say, say the horse is right, like st facing you. You kind of cross in front of the horse's body 
without your line swinging around, without anything moving, you cross in front of their body and you make a nice smooth turn and try to draw them to you. Okay. But you cannot look in their eyeballs at this time because you looking at their eyes says what Glenn? Uh, that I'm going to eat you. It says go away. Yeah. Yeah. Go away. I'm a predator. Your prey, but I'm trying to convince you. It's what the that bear I'm does when he sees you coming the down the trail. He stares yeah, you down look, and yeah, stare you down, yeah. and then they're gonna pounce. You yeah. know, see, so it is very important to breathe. And when you're asking for those four signs, to a lot of times, like with the super sensitive ones, your eye is on their eye telling them to go away. But a lot of times, to get them to relax a little bit. It's amazing what a difference just moving your eye from their eyeball down to the, the, the middle part of their neck or just looking at their shoulder while they're going. And the super really like, I think like thoroughbred mares that are fit that really move around. I will during the join up almost have to look at their shoulder almost the whole time because that eye is just on their eyes too much. But what you're saying is that this person is not getting the, uh, what licking or chewing and dropping their head. You've got to breathe when that they go back to that original direction. And again, please go watch some videos. You know, the one I just posted, I sent that mare. I knew she was remedial. She has some trust issues. And I was like, I'm going to make this count and I'm going to make you go away. My go away is going to go strong. I'm going to say, canner, go, go, go. And then when I finally get back to that original direction, <sighs> okay, just walk. That's fine. Walking is totally fine. And that third, when they go back to the original direction, walk, relax, breathe. And if it takes 10 times around, that's fine. Just your body. If they start to come into you and you're not, you haven't seen all the signs, you're not going to get as good of a join up. So it's keep them moving. They, but by them telling you those four signs is when they are telling you they're ready. So if you're inviting before you see all those signs, you're not going to get it because they're not ready. So take more time to do it. Does that all that help? Does that make sense? That makes sense. You know, and again, you can go see it on my flyover farm. Uh, it's Jamie Jennings flyover farm. And I did a full join up videoed the whole thing. I hated it because Abby videoed too much of me. I'm like, get the horse. Don't. <laughs> I look like an idiot out here running around. But anyway, go check that out. And you see, I let her come down to the walk. I'm like, I'm just waiting. And as soon as I saw it, when she gets back up to 12 o'clock, I invite I invite when they're at 12 o'clock because the gate is behind me and they're naturally going to want to come that way. Anyway, if you stop them at the gate and you try to get them away, no, no, no. The gate is a magnet. Yeah. We like to think of like, if you took a clock and you put some water and you turn the clock upwards, all the water goes down to six. So they're drawn like a magnet to the gate. I never turn the horse at the gate. I always turn them at as close to 12 o'clock as possible because the gate is where they just want to stop and they will ignore you because it is the gate and they are like, I'm a flight animal and I want to get out of here. Chris Cox worked with Monty, didn't he? At some yes. point. Yeah. Because when you would, when he competed at, at uh, road to the horse, when I was there, he would do join up with them in the beginning. Um, yes. and they only have a limited amount of time, so it's not like you can spend hours doing this, right? It's not total public <clears throat> knowledge, even that he he does that because he has his own thing. But yeah, he spent some time out. I with mean, Monty you can tell though; everything. it's kind of a join up that he does. I mean, uh, yeah, it, he put his own twist on it or not. That's what it is. But yeah, I one thing I did notice right away, and I even asked Tara was commentating that year. I said he's away from the gate, and the others were more toward the side, toward the gates. He was completely on the other side of the gate, mm -hmm. and he always yep. connected with the horse much sooner. 
now, he would have to do it in a more dramatic fashion. He'd push him away, push him away, push him away pretty hard, just like you're talking about, because he only had an hour. You know, it wasn't yeah. like he had a lot of time. But he always waited. The others were always pushing and going and, you know, throwing saddles on and stuff. And he, until he got that, that joint up, I don't know what he calls it, but until he got that joint up, he wasn't doing anything else. And in the end, yeah. though, he always ended up better off. Well, I love the, I think that Monty and Chris did an interview together and one of the things, and it's like the nicest backhanded backwards compliment ever when like in a road to the horse situation, you know, Chris had a really hard, difficult horse. They all did. I mean, all the horses are basically yeah, coming from the same place. Year. The one year he had a yeah. really difficult one. I was there. And, yeah. and they judge them on difficulty of horse. And Monty always says you should score that at the beginning because the ones that make it look easy. You always think they got the good one. And, and so I always said, you know, if you, if, if, okay. So the little random story here is I, I was in Wyoming, uh, two years ago, I did a lot of my internship up in Wyoming and I was starting a horse for these, uh, the people that own the ranch triangle X and I was starting the horse and, you know, I had spent, it was basically a wild horse. It was a feral. It had been raised as a baby and then turned out for three years. So it's basically a wild, a feral horse. And I worked for hours, like two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon on this horse, just trying to get them used to being handled and touched and plastic all over its body and desensitized and just used to lots of stuff, people coming and going, approach and retreat. And then when we finally got the ride, put the first rider on, you know, I had done so much preparatory work that you don't want the rider to get on and have the horse go bucking away like crazy. If you have done your homework for the most part, most of the time, I mean, sometimes it happens, but for the most part, I don't want to get bucked off. So I've done a really? lot of work. So <laughs> yeah, shocker. So when we put that horse up, you know, nobody, nobody was around when I was doing all the work, right? Nobody showed up, but then all of a sudden everybody finds out we're putting the first rider up and all of a sudden there's people sitting on fence posts all over the place, you know, watching all of it. And the owner came down and, and we, I put the, you know, legged up the cowboy and, and she kind of just walked off and the nicest compliment that you can ever hear, which is really crappy is when they go, Hey, one guy turns to the owner goes, do you know, she's going to be that easy. And he's like, no, I didn't know she'd be that easy. She's real easy. And I'm like, oh, why are you if I would have done this day one, everybody would be dead. You know, like, of course she's that easy because I did all the homework. So a lot of times people say, oh, they got the easy one. Like Chris, he didn't get scored really high for having a difficult horse because guess what? He made it look easy because right, exactly. he did all the work, you know? So you always got to think about that. And I always think that when I train a horse, like with Malachi, uh, the horse that's here. I documented how difficult that horse was. But if you watch me ride him yesterday, uh, he's easy. Well, he's easy now because <laughs> <laughs> I did all the work. So it's always, that's always part of the, part of the, the, what comes with it. Now I will say when you do join up with a wild horse, like a Mustang that's never been touched, you're not going to get that horse to come up and put its nose on your back. The horse will come up to you, but you still haven't achieved a first touch and you're not just going to reach out and touch it. That has to be a little more, uh, finesse to, to approach and retreat a horse and to get a first touch on a wild horse, but at least you will gain the trust. So it's a great way to start. Um, but yeah, I, I do love that. Um, 
I love it when people say, oh, that one's easy. <laughs> well, good that job. Means, I, I take that as like a compliment, even though they're not really seeing all of it, you know, yeah, but I'm like, picture. oh, well, yeah. that means I made it look. So when I was doing my advanced exams, Glenn, for example, uh, Monty, you know, you're, you're in the gentling pen with these wild horses and you have to, you breathe them into the gentling shoots. It's a shoot and you close them in and, but they want to go in there because you've taught them that, that very quickly they learn that that's the good place to go. And so this horse has never been in, in the gentling pen at all. And I had a, a partner and she and I got the horse in and I heard Monty go, how many times that horse been in there? And they were like, never, it's never been in there. Oh, and I go, we got the easy one. <laughs> Cause he hears that all the time. <laughs> that's and that's about the laugh I got. <laughs> we got the easy one. Yay. Or I'm awesome. You can score that the way you want. <laughs> and I passed. Very well explained. Good job. Well, why don't you tell us about Eka Gold's new pad while I get ready to give away $500 in prizes. Oh my gosh, I love my Eco Gold pad. Vegan and elegant Eco Gold's new flip half pad mat has a classic look with a superior support and impact protection for your horse's back. It's non slip and shimmable for a perfect fit on every horse. Plus, it's reversible. Like every Eco Gold saddle pad, it comes with a 30 day happiness warranty. I love that they call it that. Get yours at ecogold.ca. It comes in dressage and jumper styles. Side A comes in a stylish Havana, Mocha, Navy, or black and flip it and side B becomes comes in traditional white or black. So, uh, just depends on which one you get. I love my eco gold pad. I have the one with like the fleece in the bottom and it is just awesome. I, I just good, use really it. Really good. Pads. This is the, yeah. the best of the best. And I love the flipping idea because you can go colors or when you have to go traditional, you can, I think it's, you great. can't flip mine. I need to wash mine. <laughs> <laughs> So ecogold.ca. And they've been a sponsor of ours on the Horse Dude, Radio Network for years. It, it's it's one of those things you get what you pay for. Yeah, you know? exactly. You may yeah. pay a little bit, but my God, it is but, awesome. But how old's yours? Years old. And it's still years. still doing well. Years. Now, you I have use a it every pads, day, five but... times a day. <laughs> I no, I got rid of them. Oh, did you? I used to have a collection of saddle pads yeah, you that did. would rival like a anybody. Stack a mile long high. Yeah. yeah, and now I'll tell you what I use. I have my eco gold pads. I have two of the ones that are like shaped like, um, I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm blanking on the name, but they're shaped like a mono flap saddle and they have the fleece on the oh, bottom. Yeah, yeah. That is what I use for the jump saddles. And then I use um, the back on track square pads for the dressage saddles. There you go. Two choices. Sorry, that's, that's what I use. Eco gold. And, I, and, my, and I, I cut down my storage. A whole lot. Yeah. I got yeah. old. I she don't care build a bigger color. barn and then cut down on her, on her, yeah, on her crap. Exactly. <laughs> pay it, I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. 
it's time for Really Bad Ads. That's the time of the week when listeners submit ads, and we have a little bit of fun with them, but we have an extra bonus for you because it's the end of the month, and that is we're giving away prizes, $500 worth of prizes, and they are donated compliments of horselovers.com. You all know horse lovers. You all know the terrific values and products you can find on there. It's probably one of the largest uh, equestrian stores on the Internet, and they are so kind to provide this to us every month. So thank you. Visit horselovers.com and tell... Tell them you heard about them from the Horse Radio Network and the Horses in the Morning Show. We'd appreciate it. So, Jamie, uh, I'm going to, or why don't you tell us about the first uh, prize we're going to give away? And I posted on the auditor room for them to pick the numbers of the winners. So, I'm going to go find that. Okay, the first one is a Rembo protector. Uh, it's specifically designed to offer superior protection from both flies and sunlight. Made from a unique, patented, and durable self-repairing fabric, this rug offers UV protection and is designed to last many seasons with 65% UV protection and also provides needed, like, basically a sunscreen for the summers. That's $180 value. Who is the winner, Glenn? Okay, so uh, I'm going to go with the first three that posted, of all the people that posted here. Uh, Jenna posted number 11, which if now I go over to the spreadsheet, number 11. Now you're going to mispronounce the names. Uh, yes, I will promise to do that. Uh, number 11. Oh, God. Number 11 is Andrew Bernader. <laughs> Bernader? Vernatter. Vernatter? Andrew Vernatter. Congratulations, All Andrew. All right, Andrew. Congrats. I know it's getting the end of fly season probably where you are, but this will save for next year. So yes, that's a will. that's $180 value right there, thanks to horselovers.com. All right, what's the next one? Is it going to be embarrassing when the next prize you announce is my name? That's weird. That'd be weird. Uh, it's the Ovation <laughs> Bridle. It's a fancy stitched raised padded bridle with reins, fine supple leather with tight, even stitching. Mono crown design alleviates pull pressure, finished with beeswax for suppleness, but will still take oil. Valued at $125. Who is the winner, Glenn? Carol picked number 75 and number 75 on the list. Oh, I can say this name. Brooklyn Moore. Congratulations, Brooklyn. You got yourself a shiny new bridle. Now, here's what's not fair is you said the name Carol, and she probably thought that she was the winner. No, she picked the winner number. Sorry, Okay, well, you you get a gold star for the day, Carol. (laughs) Danny picked the next winning number, but let's hear about what the prize is. The prize is Perry's Shipping Halter. Uh, It's the Sheepskin Shipping Halter. Completely covered with stitched on the fleecy natural. most expensive natural. halter you're going to find. <laughs> the $200 halter. Sheepskin all around it for your horse's complete comfort. Adding to the luxuriousness of the halter, the sheepskin boasts soft hand-rubbed edges, expertly crafted in America using top quality premium leather, stainless steel hardware, each cut, stitch, and finishing touches completed by the hands of small Amish workers. Just kidding. Uh, the <laughs> hands of a small number of Amish workers. Tiny little Amish workers made this to make Make this plush halter even better. We incorporated a double buckle crown and a convenient snap at the throat, a $200 value. Who is the winner? All right. So Danny picked number 16, which is Carrie Garvey. Congratulations, Carrie. So we have Andrew, Brooklyn, and Carrie were the winners today. I will send an email out to you and horse lovers together, and they will set up your prizes and get you all situated. So I'll try and get that email out to everybody today. That's a total of $500 in prizes. Thank you to horse lovers we'll start with a new round of prizes here in a week or two so uh we really appreciate well we're starting the new the new round today all of these names will be in for the next months but 
we don't know what those prizes are yet. So just keep submitting. It's going to be good. I mean, come on. We don't give away crap. Except right. for Glenn. He kind of gives away crap. I give away crap. But. Okay. Now, uh, to, on today's list, we we didn't have time to get to all of them. So Aaron, Ursina, Sarah, another Aaron, and Jenny, your ads are counted we just didn't have time for him. The first one comes from Caitlin. I feel like I've been talking way too much in this episode. Are you tired of me yet? No, I'm sick of me. Going because if you don't talk, then I have to. So. Okay. Um, Caitlin sent this one in and it's a Facebook ad. I don't even understand okay. what I'm reading. Anyone, <laughs> anyone K N a spicy Norris that use to ride train. Horse in the Barnstead area, I be live, might have moved to Florida. How, and Boys there's actually four comments. Hopefully the four comments that I can't see are like, oh, what are you talking about, <laughs> you stupid idiot? Do you think it's voice you, to text or it's just that bad? I just don't understand drinking? why you would post something and now look at it. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I make a, a minor spelling error, but that is like a giant mess. <laughs> it is a giant mess. Uh, Tabitha <laughs> sent this one in. Uh, it was posted also on Facebook. It's a bread, B-R-E-D, mare, bargain to good home, about 14-2, not old. <laughs> not old. <laughs> I think I love the comments the most. <laughs> yeah, the comment Emily posted underneath and says, rideable, question, question. <laughs> the answer was, that's up to you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let me read between the lines and say, no, it's not rideable. I mean, no. it someday will be. Someday. Uh, Brooklyn, who was one horse, of our winners. It's not old, in- so don't worry about that. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. It's a cute little like paint, fat paint pony. Apparently bred to something. We don't know what it is, but what. it's bread. It's a bread mare. Yeah. It's a bread mare. Uh, the next one comes from Brooklyn, one of our winners. She's uh, in the running for next month. Saddle horse. And this is in the farm and garden section of Craigslist. Saddle horse. And it's a picture of a, I mean, it's like a three-quarter butt shot of a horse tied to a wall. And it's just a terrible angle. Bless its heart. <laughs> it makes the horse really odd shaped. <laughs> Yes, yeah. it is. The angles matter, people. I have a four-year-old walking horse, proof of registration gelding. He's been trail road all over, rides good with others, pastures with anything, rides at night, will go fast or walk short, lope or run 15 hands, y'all. Oh, no, no, no. If you throw y'all in it, I got to get a little Southern. I mean, it's a it's a Tennessee walking horse on Craigslist. I have a four-year-old walking horse, proof of registration, Gelden. He's been trail road all over, rides good with others, pastures with anything, rides at night, will go faster, walk short, lope or run, 15 hands, y'all stands, still to mount stands, still to chat stands, to shoe no problem, text or call. God, punctuation matters. Where, did we stop teaching punctuation at some point about 30 years ago? What? No, my son is learning punctuation now. I just really feel like people have reverted back to their feral selves without education. <laughs> it's just crazy. That's the most common thing we have is just no punctuation at all. Even when you're writing it, you think with gaps. So I don't know. I don't get it. April said, um, no. I What's should. that dot there in the in middle <laughs> yeah, your, your ad for? Maybe I don't it's understand. because, you know, with some phones and you're typing, you have to go to another screen to get the period or the comma. 
Uh, no, you know what? When you do talk and text, you just say, hey, y'all, I got a four-year-old well, walking horse, period. Proof registration, period. Yeah. Gelding. Do you period. know what my damn new phone does? It types, it writes out, period. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yes. It's like, you just cussed on the air. Oh, I did. Sorry. Shame yeah. on you. Edit that out. <laughs> April sent this one in. Uh, it's a trailer of the week. and <laughs> It's your classic oh round-fronted oh. trailer. This one's buried in the woods. <laughs> and it looks place. like a skeleton. It does. There's no. It's sides. like a Halloween trailer. <laughs> it, is. it is a Halloween. They want. Oh my god! It's a livestock trip. Now keep in mind, this is the half round front of the trailer. You can't see it because it's buried literally in the woods. Uh, and there's the we can't see the wheels of the tires whether they have any air or anything. There's no sides on it. It's a skeleton, and it's Glenn, completely rusted out. There is some plywood out. knocked up on the side there. You, on right the one side where the spare tire is. Yeah, on the one side. Maybe the other side i don't know but anyway no, they want fourteen hundred dollars for this livestock trailer <laughs> and it's a 1990 ww livestock trailer for sale with new leaf springs new no punctuation again new leaf springs new tires has wood floor and a conveyor pad fourteen hundred dollars or best offer do you notice that the conveyor pad, the rubber yeah, the rubber mat yeah. that's in it, actually only covers about one-fourth of the floor? Yeah, in the back part. <laughs> but yeah. there's no door in the back, so your horse is going to have a hell of a time trying to stay in. Just Not like anybody listening would buy that, but if you do, please don't put a horse in it. <laughs> $1,400 is way overpriced. Way overpriced. Uh, Hannah sent in the next one. Horse for sale, $1,000 in Davenport. Beautiful quarter horse gelding. 11 years old, 15-3, no vibes. Good manners. Excellent trail horse. Super sweet. Comes to you from pasture. For three weeks, he has had an irregular movement in his left hind leg. <laughs> Maybe I ought to get that looked at. <laughs> that might be something you want to vet. He'll come limping on up from the pasture, no problem, man. He Those three legs he has, real good. They're, They're real terrific. Good. They're great. That fourth one, don't you worry about that. Nothing. He's got three other good ones. He don't need four. <laughs> All right, here is Lorene. Let's see what Lorene had to say. She, she submitted her own. Good morning. Hi. I'm Lorene Barden. I'm going to read Hi, a really bad ad. And this ad came out of um, Craigslist in Nebraska. And the title of the ad is Quarter Horse Guy. Guy? Quarter Horse Guy, period, space, comma, space. One year old, space, comma, space. Healthy, space, comma, space. Halter. Space, comma, space. Contact for information, period. Contact for information, period. Thanks. And that's the whole ad. There's a picture of a little gray horse and no other information. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. How do, how do I'm you contact him? Yeah, but how do you contact him, Jimmy? <laughs> I don't know. I missed that part. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention that the Preakness is tomorrow, just so you know. In oh, case yeah, you're... there is a Preakness tomorrow. Look yeah. at that. Hey, everybody, Preakness tomorrow. Tis the law is not in it. So we've got Authentic, who won the Derby. Uh, our collectors, Swiss Skydiver, Thousand Words, Mr. Big News, New York Traffic, Max Player, Pneumatic, Accession, Jesus' team, lived your beast life. I am totally Jesus is running. Jesus' team is running. Oh. 
So it's not Jesus himself. He's a little busy. Um, But I'm going to go for live your beast life. That's my pick. (laughs) It's perfect. All right. Okay. uh, Next next one, Shannon from Australia sent this in. Uh, Uh, Lorene, by the way, will you please do a Southern ad? I need to hear you doing Southern. That'd be just like the best thing ever. That'd be like Jamie doing yours. So yeah. And Shannon doing Southern too. Let's hear Shannon. Shannon should have submitted her own. She has a, we've talked to her. She has a great accent. All right. She's Uh, from Australia, Western Australia. And this one is a QH Geld, 12 years, $2,000. And the ad is as follows. Got a lot of time? Dodge may be the boy for you. A quirky 14.3 hand registered quarter horse gelding for sale. The good. He's real pretty. He has solid feet. He's an easy keeper. Did I mention he's real pretty? This is where the good bit ends. Maybe stop reading now? Question mark. Still here? Question mark. Bugger. The bad. Busy minded Argashadow. Extreme separation anxiety resulting in chronic fence walking. And he's generally just a jerk. (laughs) The ugly. He has been known to kick. He has reared under saddle. He mostly bucks to canter. And does not play well with others. Human, goat, dog, chicken, or equine. It doesn't matter. Before you ask, he is sound. He's just a jerk. Uh, He's had uh, Cairo, vet, bodywork, massage, ticked all the boxes. To work with him, you must be calm and present and focused. Nothing less will suffice. I won't let him go to just anyone. No kidding. (laughs) Yes, you will. You will let him go. To Be honest, anyone. you want this horse, don't you? You really do. You you were saying to yourself, I can fix this horse. I can. Somebody <laughs> drives up with that really bad ad as a trailer and they're like, we'll take him. You'd be like, here's the lead rope. <laughs> He's just a jerk. There uh, you go. Another one of our winners for today entered in next month, which is Andrew. And this is a, oh my God, I have never seen this before. It is off a of Facebook page and they're selling a horse. And the, the ad is, she is good with other horses. And if someone wants to buy her, text me, I am sailing her. I am getting out of thoroughbreds and what, and I what for Five oh oh. Can you describe the photo of the horse? Oh, it's a picture of the papers <laughs> or no. the Coggins test. It's a picture of the Coggins. <laughs> it's not even the his papers. It's the Coggins test. Oh, my why God. would you just post a picture of the Coggins test? Why would not you not just post a picture of the horse? And it's got their address <laughs> on it and like everything. <laughs> Oh, and that's you'll know where to find it ad. to go look at it. <laughs> Andrew, that is a first in 10 years. We've never had the photo of the horse be a photo of the Coggins. So congratulations. Yeah, you won a prize. That. Oh, wait, you already did. Okay, cool. Um, and then finally, Hannah sent the last one in. Uh, SWPA Horse and Farm Connection Facebook. Looking for, period. My new horse, 15.2 and above, please, advanced beginner to intermediate rider friendly, please, I have a horse, I'd raid he's not whore at shows, but <laughs> other than that, he'd be perfect. <laughs> what? It's not a whore Lo- at the shows, Jamie. <laughs> Wait a second, this next sentence really spells out what they're looking for. Low maintenance is fine. Aside, other than the other people that all want high maintenance horses, you're going to go, it's okay to have a low, low maintenance, maintenance horse. horse yeah. 
Looking to do gaming, not trying to win too much in the giga period space ing just something to learn on. <laughs> you can sell me a horse. I don't care. I don't care about winning. That's I don't want to win anything, but I would like it to be low maintenance and like, I don't know, advanced beginner to intermediate rider friendly. And, uh, he's a whore at shows. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's a terrible ad. Well done, Hannah. You followed the instructions. (laughs) You know what? He's just a whore sometimes, but that's all right. (laughs) This and he's at shows. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, sending in your ads. We really appreciate it. Uh, keep them coming in to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Email, please. Don't Facebook or anything because we can't keep track of all of them. If you want to submit your ad by voicemail, the easiest way to do it is go horseradionetwork.com. There's a little voicemail tab on the right side of the page. Just click that. Talk in your phone. That's all you have to do. It automatically sends it to us. So it's very easy to do that as well. Or record it on your phone and just email the sound file. Either way, to Jennifer at Horse radionetwork.com well we're going to be back here on monday as usual and then uh then we'll go over the schedule for the for the rest of the week it'll be a little mixed up because i got kind of got the surgery to do next thursday so uh have a terrific weekend everybody we appreciate you joining us have fun uh you know talk about apples and less about politics that's why i'm throwing that in there more yeah no politics okay, i've already but, unfollowed like five people during the uh, show I, I gotta tell you that my apple post is causing quite a controversy i just looked at it to see how we're doing and there's argument about whether the chart is correct oh boy you're in trouble now <laughs> fake news glenn i apparently screwed it up there's arguments about whether the chart is correct apparently there's some apples missing and uh there's some apples out of order there's like 600 apple varieties, okay, people? <laughs> you can't do them all. However, um, I would like to point out that you, Glenn, currently have to be canceled because you put up fake news. I did, I and I did not check my I'm sources. I'm unfollowing you. <laughs> I did not check my sources because my only thought was, I don't care if this causes controversy. At least we're talking about apples. That was, <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> all right. Spade Nitter Geld, everybody. 